Welcome to the Random Ask Podcast. If you couldn't tell by the name, this is a podcast where we bring on random guests, we ask them random questions, we try and learn a little bit. We have local people that know what they're doing and are masters in their fields, and we try and just have a little fun while we're trying to get a little educated. I'm Taj Sander, a local realtor with Royal LePage Westman Realty. I meet a lot of cool people in real estate. I sell good houses, I buy good houses, let's get into it. Today we have Tanya from Spot On Interior Design, and we're going to talk about how to keep your home styling in 2021. Tanya, how you doing? Good, how are you, Tosh? I am pretty pumped. I'm excited Good. for our conversation today. Yeah, me too. It's going to be a fun one. Um, let's jump into it. Let me know, how did you get set into choosing interior design? So... Looking back, it's always kind of been something that I've been interested in, um, but what really kind of fueled my fire, I was, I don't know, 13 or 14 year old, years old, and it was kind of peak TLC trading spaces days, and I was just like, that was my favorite show, like ever, was trading spaces and just like nice. watching these yeah. rooms transform, and uh, so I, I would often like rearrange my furniture in my room and just my space has always been like very important to me kind of looking back my childhood and so when I kind of like was starting to think about like career choices um I looked at interior design and it was like well is this like an actual thing that I can do like is this a, a thing or is it just like for tv like you know in reality interior design is not like HGTV or, or TV at all. Like there's some aspects of it, but it's so much more than that. So in my teenage years, I started to like kind of look more into it and um, went to uh, discovered a couple programs in Canada that were degree programs um, and decided to pursue that. Um, and then, yeah, so that's kind of how I I was just always into it. I, I don't know where it came from or what it is because, like, it's not like my parents are, like, bougie or <laughs> into it at all. Like, it was just sort of a thing that I loved. And it was really because of that show. Like, I loved that show. I would, like, record it. Like, it was just my thing. So then, yeah, that's kind of what I decided to do that's in awesome. high school. And sort of when I put my mind to something, I kind of do it. And um, I went to... So right out of high school, I applied to a program in Vancouver and I didn't get in and I was super bummed. And they kind of told me to get like a little bit of experience in the industry. And uh, from there, I came back to Kamloops and, uh, you know, there wasn't any interior designers in town that I knew of at the time. Um, and so I went to sort of building industry and developers and contractors and ended up working with a contractor. Um I started off like on site as a laborer. Yeah. Um, up at a multifamily project in Sun Peaks, and I was there, you know, in the middle of winter, shoveling snow, and I <laughs> broke three drill bits on my first day. And, and they didn't fire you. <laughs> they didn't fire you for that. No, they oh, didn't. Man. I think they. I don't know. The owner of the company, I think, just was like, "This girl wants to learn stuff," and so he kept me on. And then, so yeah, I was a laborer, and then. Uh, kind of moved into the office um, shortly after, like a few months after 
Yep. You know, when it started to get warmer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when it's too hot to be outside. <laughs> well, yeah. I, no, I was, because it was like in the dead of winter and we were building these buildings up in Sun Peaks and it was just, um, yeah. So I ended up starting in the, I would take like all the crew's timesheets and would sort of organize that and just sort of be that person. And then I'd go into the office a couple of times a week and sort of sort through some paperwork and things. And then then they just brought me on full time as a project administrator was my title. And then I learned a lot of um, sort of construction um, phases and aspects and um, management, you know, got to know trades and like how a building is built from like the ground up and just sort of the process. So that kind of um, was a, a really good thing for me to have going into school. And I was there for five years, um, worked on a few th- like a number of projects in town um, with, you know, the project management yeah. team. And then um, and then I applied to design school again because that was still my goal. And I applied to one in Vancouver and one in Calgary, and I got into the one in Calgary. What's, um, what's kind of cool about that is you don't really see a whole lot of interior designers that have actually gone to school for a bachelor's program in interior design and, like, I think that there's a lot of value in having an education, even if it's not in interior design, even just having a degree. There's so much that you learn just being around academics and academia. It kind of gives you a well-rounded spectrum to kind of have a base point. But the fact that you were able to actually get into a program specifically for interior design is kind of cool. And it's kind of special. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. So in smaller centers, I do find like a lot of you know, designers um, who haven't necessarily gone to school. But if you go to a place like Calgary or Vancouver, most of them have a degree in school, oh, okay. in interior yeah. design. So it it really just sort of opens up your job opportunities to have um, education in design. And y- you don't necessarily have to do what I'm doing, you know, having your own business. Like you could go into facilities management, sales reps. Like there's a whole kind of realm, like, you know, the construction industry is, is large, right? So yeah. there's a lot of different roles that you can do with a bachelor's degree. So I, I chose that route um, was, again, to just sort of open up job opportunities for me. I wasn't sure if I was going to, you know, stay in Kamloops or go, you know, to Vancouver or Calgary or beyond. Um, so, yeah, what was our question? <laughs> we're just talking I kind of went it. on a rant. <laughs> no, we're just talking about um, yeah. <laughs> how you were able to get an education in interior design, get an actual bachelor's degree yeah. that specialized in it. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so my degree just sort of really taught me like the fundamentals of design and just sort of how to think like a designer. So, yeah. really kind of nails in like the process of design. There's like a really set process, like. I can go into that if you want. If you want to uh, like just briefly touch on it. Yeah. Like it so <laughs> so kind of like the phases of design or like programming is yeah. what they call it, which is just sort of gathering all of the information. And then next is schematic or concept design. So just sort of, you know, really preliminary pulling together um, a concept or an idea, um, you know, looking at other images, you know, gaining um information from the client and what they're kind of looking for and then from there after that presentation you do your design development so that's like when you're really looking at like every single finish you know you're full on like getting really deep into the space planning um doing all like your cabinetry design like the trash goes here the 
you know, put your hooks here, like really nitty gritty details, um, and then all your lighting design and everything. So once the design development is done and approved, then you go into construction drawings and drafting. So that's like, you know, laying out all the specifications in like a really detailed way so that the contractor knows what to order, where they're putting it, and then also doing all your drawings. So a drawing set for me normally includes um, like a demolition plan it's, if it's a reno, a floor plan, um, a lighting plan and ceiling details and um, finish plans, which like, okay, the hardwood is going to run this way and tile is in this room and this is the pattern that's going to be. And then all your um, elevations, which are what's on the walls. Um, so all your, if it's a kitchen, I'll draw all the kitchen um, yeah. and what's going in there. That's awesome. And then all that. So they ca- they taught me all that. And then they also taught me how to like process that information into like something that like, so all the programs, like I know how to render, uh, I use SketchUp and I use AutoCAD um, drafting. Oh, wow. yeah. um, and so they taught me all those programs as well. So it's just sort of like a really cohesive set of like the curriculum is just cohesive to design. And then the trade, the industry in Calgary is really um, tight-knit as well. So my degree ended up having like two practicum semesters, which were really valuable. So I would go to an architecture firm or interior design firm and work with them the whole semester and it was paid. It wasn't an internship. So even that was like really valuable, just like getting real life work experience within my degree was super cool. And that was the only one that I know of that kind of do that. and yeah, so that was kind of cool. Yeah, getting thrown yeah. into an environment where you're actually doing the hands-on kind of learning yeah. is super crucial. I know it's hard because it's one thing to like read in theory and read in a book, but then to actually be exercising what you've been taught is so good to have as a base point for when you are finally out in the workforce, right? Yeah, and just having like mentors as well in the industry is is major Yeah, too. Like I had some great teachers that um, both in school and out of school, like sort of my bosses were really good to kind of let me, you know, design and, you know, trusted me that I could do what I was asked to do. And so I just like learned, um, a ton just kind of being thrown into it right after school. And I did get a job like fairly, like right away after school too in Calgary, which was great. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Um, one thing I was looking up that I wasn't really sure and I wanted to get you to explain to me what these are. What are CEDA and NCIDQ? Like, how does that relate to your education? So CEDA is, stands for Council for Interior Design Accreditation. And they're sort of a, a body that um, looks at curriculums of uh, degree programs um, and will give that CEDA accreditation to certain programs that kind of hit um, specific points in the curriculum so that you are the designers that you're um, – that are graduating from that program have like a really well-rounded base uh, of design. So my program was that at Mount Royal University. So that was really great. And going into it, I didn't really know that. Um, but after graduating it and kind of going through the program, I thought that was valuable. And then um, NCIDQ is another – is that – did you yeah. ask me? Yeah. NCIDQ <laughs> is uh, – Another, um, it's sort of an internationally um, recognized exam um, that if a designer takes, it's sort of the next level. So it's a three-part exam 
Um, you need a specific amount of work hours, depending on the type of education that you have. So if you have a degree, you don't need as much work hours to take it. If you don't have a degree or a diploma or certificate, you can still take it. You just need that more work experience. Um, so me, because I had the degree, I was able to take it, you know, within five years or so. I ended up taking it last year. So the exam um, tests you on, um, it was two days long. And uh, each exam, I think, is about four hours. Oh, wow. And it tests you on, um, the first is uh, fundamentals of design. Uh, second is professional, like professional design. And then um, the third is like a practicum exam. So applying your practical knowledge. So the two, multiple choice and then a practica practicum exam yeah so it's a very intense exam and uh yeah I was able that was kind of always a goal that I had set for myself um in design school and I finally did it last year which was I was super happy about I don't know if it really helps me like as a business owner like working for myself um but it kind of it was just something that I always wanted to do so I did it but it would help me if I were to know you know move to Vancouver or move to Calgary or you know London like yeah. somewhere completely different like I have that on my resume um and there's a lot of you know design firms architectural or interior design firms that look for that in sort of those larger centers um that's just not my path yeah it's but. it's really cool to me because two things first of all like when people think about interior design they think that the barriers to entry are very low and they can be right yeah but then at the same time like your story it can be actually a stark contrast to what the public opinion is. Like that sounds very difficult to me. <laughs> it is. <laughs> right? um, yeah. So like, yeah. that's awesome. The second thing is, is for us to have someone who like you can go globally or into larger city centers and establish yourself there, but to have it in a small market like Kamloops, I feel like we don't generally get that. Cause most of the time people who are talented leave this town. <laughs> well, like, super yeah. talented, right? Like, yeah. yeah. And I love this town. So yeah. like when I started my business, I was like, no, I want to bring like high design to yeah. Kamloops. Cause like that's, I think it, it needs it and people want it. Like it's not, um, something that I don't think is wanted here. Like I think Kamloopsians like really love the spaces that I've designed as yeah. well as other really cool spaces in town that, um, like I, I think it's something that's wanted for sure. And uh, they just might not necessarily know that it is here in town and there is the talent here, yeah. not just with me, but also with other designers. Yeah. There's definitely a lot yeah. of talent here. Yeah. Um, it's yeah, there's, it's growing and it's changing and you can kind of see even just in Kamloops with like the art scene and everything else, it's starting yeah. to evolve and yeah. be a little bit more cultured, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's exciting. Yeah. yeah. It's a fun time to be here yeah. right now, especially as a younger person. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Um, now, speaking of your works around town, I've seen quite a few um, and I bet you a lot of listeners have. Yo, too. Taj, we're going to hop in here. We're just going to change the lighting on Tanya just uh, so she's not completely blown out here with the sun up. Okay. We've got to make her look good, you know. Thanks. Yeah. I curled my hair today. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right. Okay. So I was saying we we talked about your work around town and that's kind of how I kind of got in touch with you. Um I've looked through, well, I've walked through a lot of your spaces without realizing they were yours. Like my doctor's office, Dr. Brink, um, that is skin now and you did skin, but originally the space that skin in is in was his doctor's office. And so I used to go there for years and then 
I finally booked an appointment after like two years and the reno had just finished and he actually took me through and he's like, no, no, you got to come look at my, my, uh, my other office skin because they switched sides and he walked me through and I was like, wow, this is incredible. And he was so pumped on it. Um, other notable spaces that I've been to is Forno, which is amazing. And then also Amplified. Um, what other spots have you done around town that people might've walked through that they don't even realize? Um, Hillside Dental up in Aberdeen okay. is mine. And then a new veterinary clinic just opened up and it turned out amazing as well. I'm kind of proud of all my projects. So this one's my most recent one that kind of um, oh. completed. And it's um in an old heritage home um, on First, First in, in St. Saint Paul. Paul. Yeah. Yeah. So that one's a pretty cool one. Uh, very different veterinary clinic than, you know, your regular veterinary clinic. Um, very design oriented and um, I wanted to go very there very cool space and just ask them to give me a tour oh they would love it they would love it I was like yeah. can, can we, maybe we'll do like a video feature or something yeah. because I've looked at the images and I was like this is incredible because you were able to kind of blend the modern well like modern stylings but like keep the traditions of the home and like intact right yeah um yeah yeah how did you yeah. manage to keep that so that was kind of an interesting project because it is in like an old house. It was um, already an office space at the time, but we gutted it and re-space planned it yeah. um, to work for the veterinary hospital needs. Um, but yeah, some of the elements in it, um, that staircase we took out and I put like new railings in that were more kind of an homage to the heritage style. And then... Um, there was a lot of asbestos in that building, so it ended oh. up being like to the studs anyways. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. um, but we did sort of reclaim a lot of elements. There's a fireplace in one of the, there's a fireplace in the back by like the dental surgery area that was exposed. Uh, we left exposed and we kind of painted it black. And then there's a fireplace, um, original one in one of the dog exam rooms that's was stayed intact. And then uh, there was these, a hundred year old sliding doors that uh, we repurposed and we just moved them to a different location. Um, so those are the doors sort of behind reception that um, kind of um, block off the back of house to the front of house area. And then the clients just really wanted, um, you know, they bought that house for a reason, right? Um, yeah. They loved the architecture of it and uh, wanted their clinic to be you know, not sterile, um, more like kind of homey. And um, yeah, they really just kind of ran with all my design ideas. Like there's not one thing that they didn't do that I like proposed in that space as well as skin, as well as forno. Like there's not an amplified too. Like there's not one thing that they changed from like my original design, which is pretty cool. There was some things like that changed during construction just yeah. for like unforeseen things. You know, a post was there yeah. that we didn't think was there and, you know, kind of minor things. But as far as like the overall design, um, that one stayed true to like my original rendering, which was pretty cool. That's a huge compliment to you. Mm -hmm. And just thinking off this, I have a couple things that I want to talk about. But one of the things is how important do you think it is to kind of keep that appeal of the outside of the house or the outside of the property, in this case, the vet clinic, which is a traditional home, a character house in Kamloops, and follow that through to the interior? I think it's very important to, um, you know, in a business or or a house 
mostly, I think, um, is really to look at the architecture of the home and make sure that's not really disconnected from the interior of the home. Um, so if you have a house that's, you know, mid-century, go with a mid-century modern, like, you know, flair inside to um, just so that there's not like a major disconnect because you, you want the outside to sort of match the inside and vice versa. Um, not so much matchy-matchy, but just sort of the same style. So you don't want to walk into uh, a house that's, you know, completely different from the outside. It's just sort of very jarring. Um, so I always look at the architecture of the home and sort of design to that. Um, you know, if it's a really modern new build, um, but the client likes, you know, warm tones and, you know, comfort and that sort of thing, um, then you just, then I design to sort of, it's still modern, but it's still cozy yeah. um, and vice versa. So I know in real yeah. estate that that's huge. Like you want to have a lot of continuity because you don't want people walking into a house expecting one thing. And as soon as they get inside, it's something completely different. You know, it's very, it's, the odd time that people are pleasantly surprised, but a lot of times they're just like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> right? It's kind of a bummer. Yeah. Like yeah. it would be strange to me if, you know, there's a heritage home downtown and you walk in and it's just like really modern inside, like, you know, yeah. shiny cabinets and like glass railings and all that. It would just be like strange to me. But at the same time, if it's someone's home and they love it, then they love it. Yeah. But uh, as far as like, yeah, you gotta, I like it, to kind of keep the you know cohesive design elements yeah. like throughout outside inside yeah it depends right like yeah. it, it depends if if people are going to be making the changes with the idea of eventually moving and a lot of times when people are doing big projects they're planning on staying there for a long time yeah so it makes sense they want to do whatever they want to do yeah. and then you kind of got to work with them absolutely but, yeah. yeah 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 and then if like i also think if something in your home makes you happy then then keep it like if mm -hmm. that makes you happy that's your yeah. home like yeah that's important <laughs> for some people it's super easy they don't yeah. they don't need much and i envy those people <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah i need like i need a lot i need a lot of sneakers a lot of things <laughs> yeah yeah i just need everything organized and yeah. uh I just renovated my own house. Yeah. And uh I've done some stories on my Instagram and stuff, yeah. which I don't know if you've seen, but yeah, I I I I made it how I wanted it because we don't uh we don't plan on moving and my husband loves it too and yeah and yeah, made it for the kids and all that kind of stuff. So what were some fun yeah. fun things that you found about renovating your own place? And then were there any hiccups along the way that you didn't expect? Oh, there was a lot of hiccups. Yeah. <laughs> we bought this house like when we moved here, which yeah. was, you know, three and a half years ago, and we bought it for the intent of renovating it, and we've been renovating it for three years. So, oh, wow. like, we replaced all the windows first, and we did a bit of the outside. Um, my husband did most of our reno. Nice. Um, he's kind of a jack-of-all-trades kind of guy. I designed it all, obviously. And then, uh, yeah, just sort of our budget was out the window. Like, we just... <laughs> <laughs> there is no budget. <laughs> no, we... <laughs> There is a budget, yeah. but yeah, we were like, well, we want what we want and this is what it costs. So yeah. I guess this is what what we're spending it on. Yeah. So and that happens, too, in a lot of, you know, especially renovations where there's sort of unforeseen things. We ended up doing like an addition that we weren't initially planning on doing sort of a small ensuite addition. Yeah. It's a big ensuite, but it's yeah. a small addition as far as additions go. And uh, there was some surprises there like basically every day for like the two weeks that the 
we hired framers for that. Yeah. Uh, came, they're like, Tanya, this came up. We're like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> they had to, like, for example, we just finished the basement, like, paints on, floorings yeah. in, everything's good. They had to cut out, like, a whole wall to put a supporting post. And so, like, we had to tear apart you know, one part of our recently finished basement. It wasn't that bad, but like, it's, it, just, it's just, it's a pain in the ass. Yeah, like, it's a pain in the ass. And yeah. you, yeah, you just kind of, I've been on so many construction sites and done so many projects where I'm like, okay, like that, yeah. like I don't get stressed out about those things. It's just like, okay, this is the problem. This is the solution. Let's yeah. just do it. And yeah. yeah, it's time and money, which are big factors, but like, yeah. No one's dying. <laughs> no, no one's. And that's, I yeah. think people got to keep that in mind is, yeah. especially when you're doing a reno Absolutely. of any sort is there's going to be issues that pop up mm -hmm. and it's not the end of the world. There's a solution for them. We there just got to find it. Yeah. Yeah. Which yeah. is why they have you. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not I can, just on YouTube trying to be like, how do you fix? <laughs> yeah. I can help them guide, uh, guide those solutions and sort of like weigh the pros and cons. Okay. If we have to do this, like what can we cut where the design isn't completely shot? Yeah. Um, if we have to spend $20,000 on support, where can we eat yeah. that in sort of the other, you know, finishing elements? Yeah. So I can help with that. For and sure. that's, I think it's helped your Instagram. Um, mm -hmm. Your Instagram is awesome. So having the stuff that you put in your own home. Uh, also, one thing I love about your Instagram is that you are creating all of the content. You're not reposting or stealing anything from anybody else so everything that people are going to see on your instagram is pretty much directly well it is directly from you from your mind to them <laughs> yeah when i started um spot on and started my instagram account initially i was you know sharing um you know crediting those designers but sharing images um that weren't designed by me um which a lot of people do, and that's sort of just like content creating, right? But um, recently I decided to just delete all those off of my feed yeah. um, and just focus on what I create um, because that's spot on. Yeah. Um, it's not, you know, another designer or anything like that. So that's sort of like my um, – what I wanted to do with my – Instagram account. Um, initially, I didn't start it that way, but I just deleted all those. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but, but yeah. it's working. And yeah. Thank you. You know, having good content is better than having lots of content. Yeah. And your content is yeah. definitely good. I think. Yeah. Right? I think I need to work on it for sure. Yeah. Um, we I, all do. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's not nearly as easy as it looks. It's not. No. <laughs> yeah. And I wish like I need to sort of do like a schedule of things. And, yeah. you know, that's kind of on my to do list for next year. Yeah. Um, is sort of focus on my social media content because I do generate business from my Instagram for yeah. sure and um, and hopefully people link to my website because they have a lot more yeah it has a lot more information and cool pictures well that's what website. I did <laughs> yeah good <laughs> that's how we got here yeah good <laughs> um, another cool thing about Instagram is I'm finding that it is a huge thing to consider especially in design with younger people coming into real estate markets and Instagram being so influential in their lives, they are looking for spaces that are Instagrammable, whether it's in their house or in their businesses. I think it's really imperative that they have these spaces. I've gone to, like, I know I've gone to Forno, um, I've gone to Amplified and I see them on Instagram a lot. So businesses re need to realize that they're able to conjure up a lot of exposure just from doing what you do. And then I've also had clients that have seen creative pictures. Like I know Jesse does for me sometimes and he's looked into it and done some research where 
if there's a creative picture in a, in an Instagram post, we'll have clients that want to see it. And I've had clients that have seen a creative, just one picture and they've said, okay, I want to go look at this house. Yeah. And you know what, realistically the house kind of sucked, yeah. <laughs> but that picture was enough to draw them in. Yeah. And, the, and when you have a space, especially for like Forno, when you see other people posting all the time, it makes you want to go there and it makes you want to go back. And it doesn't really matter how great the service is or the food is, but when you have something like that, that's huge. And are you seeing a lot more businesses being open to, well, I guess you are, but what do you feel like the vibe is in Kamloops too in terms of getting that that space up to par now? Well, I hope um, Kamloops businesses are more open to their spaces, you know, being well-designed, not only, you know, aesthetically, but functionally. Um, you know, I've done a lot of corporate office in my past as well. And, you know, corporate offices aren't necessarily like super public spaces, but it really um, kind of, if you have a well-designed office, it can, you know, your, the functions of the, your workers are, are I'm kind of stumbling on this. What am I trying to say? I'm trying to say, like the functionality of your office, you know, if you have an efficient space plan, you can, um, you know, integrate sort of collaborations even just through the space planning. So you have a staff room um, where so-and-so meet once in a while um, and they can just kind of bump into each other. There's an open office area. There's a closed office area. Um, and uh, and also just sort of the reception, like your public space is um, – you know, really well received and people like being in that space. Um, I think it's very important for like retail, like you walk past a store in the mall or, you know, on Victoria Street here and you see you're like, oh, that looks like a really cool space. I wonder what's in there. You want to go in it yeah. or I do anyways. I don't I think most people do not just, you know, me as a designer want to go check out new spaces. And then, yeah, restaurants definitely like your the ambience and like creating that experience um, for the customer that's coming to eat your food. Like it's a the interior design is a major component component of creating that experience of what you want um, and how you want that guest experience to be. Um, so it's sort of like food, menu, uh, service, and then the ambience of the space. Yeah, which is huge. Yeah. And I know like going locally to real estate offices, it's brutal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like they're, yeah. they're super basic. It's kind of, they're just very cut and dry. The functionality is just can we get it done right yeah. like is this enough space to get it done and does it look okay enough yeah right and then you see if i, I find like there's a stark contrast when you go between Kamloops and any other city like i go um like there's a brokerage in vancouver oakland i'm not sure if you've heard of them but like you go to their brokerage super cool super fancy looks way different i know vancouver is a different market than we are and so it, we're not going to have stuff as nice as they do but sometimes. I, but, but I don't like, know why we can't. Like, yeah. that's that's what I mean. Like, I, I think Kamloopsians want that. And yeah. um, and uh, there is talent in town. You don't have to go to someone in Vancouver or Kelowna or yeah. Calgary. Like, there is people here who can build that and design that for you um, or for that business. Like, And that's me, why I want me, people like, to listen to you because yeah. it's like, you know, if we can have more spaces like Forno, like Amplified, yeah. it's going to – create such a better buzz and vibe in our city absolutely 100 percent. Right? like it is you know my true passion is design and i love going into you know well-designed spaces and i'm always kind of seeking them out and uh 
when I moved back to Kamloops um, after like eight or nine years being in bigger centers, I was like, well, Kamloops people can have that too. And yeah. and um, so far since I've, um, you know, the clients that I've developed um, over the few years see that value. And uh, I think also it would be interesting to talk to them, you know, years after and see like, is that value still um, like holding true? Yeah. yeah, I think it will be. I think that it's, until everybody else is doing it, that there's always going to be value there. Yeah. And this is a town where we change a little bit slower than everybody, every other markets, right? Like yeah. the adaptation here comes a little bit later, but it's coming because you go yeah. to Vancouver, you go to Toronto, Montreal, and yeah. there's always cool little shops everywhere. I, My brother used to live downtown in Toronto and I just walked down the street and there'd be so many cool little places to yeah. check out, yeah. right? And here, slowly it is changing. But uh, it's taking its time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But. but there is definitely some really cool places in town, and uh, I get excited because I get to design them. <laughs> yeah, what yeah, are, and like put my mark on a town that I love. <laughs> what are some of your places that you haven't designed, but the other favorite places you like around here? Um. Well, I really love Jardines. Yeah. <laughs> and Main Street, like Main Street clothing. Um, I was actually thinking about it the other day. They. You know, their space hasn't changed like since I was, you know, 14, 15 yeah. years old, like a whole lot. But it is just good in there. Like yeah. it's timeless. And I just like that space. I really like Jardines. Um, the new coffee shop just on the corner here, the Vic. Yeah. I think that's a cute little spot. That's a good spot. Yeah. yeah. I like that yeah. too. Um, you know, Gold Leaf Pastries. Gold I, Leaf is really good I too. I love that. I just love I live going right, there. <laughs> I live right by there. So me and my husband actually go there often to get yeah. like their lunch specials. Nice. And then like their macarons and like I'm kind of obsessed with one of their muffins that they have. So yeah. I think they they have them on Saturdays. So I try and get there on Saturdays to get the muffin. Um You're killing me. I but I live like I live really close to there. So I we go there a lot. So I love gold leaf. I haven't yeah. um I haven't eaten this morning yeah. and I'm also on keto. So, yeah. Oh, so I'm, like, <laughs> I'm just thinking I'm like, damn. <laughs> Some of those, like yeah. just a, a cheesecake, would be so so yeah. fire right now. <laughs> like, we should we should just keep cheesecake in the studio. <laughs> oh, speaking of keto, another favorite place of mine is Ah Yay Wellness Cafe. Oh yeah, I yeah. love that place. Yeah, but you know those two places are designed like they had designers. Yeah, and I know the designers of them, so like they are professionally designed as well by an interior designer. Yeah, not me, other people. But, but still, there's still. Pe there's people out here doing great things. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what we want people to know in Camelot says yeah. you don't have to search very hard and your spaces can be amazing. The other yeah. thing that's really, really important that I feel like we keep talking about, oh, this store and that store, this space, but you do houses. I do. <laughs> yeah, like, yes. We should very, we should yeah. clarify that. And <laughs> Like, yeah, yeah, I feel like you haven't posted too, too much about the houses you've done. You've done your own house. Um, the hillside house that you worked on is awesome. I love the kitchen in there. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. That's super great. Um, what do you find more enjoyable to work on? Houses or commercial spaces? Houses, it really depends on the client. Yeah. So, um, and they're also longer. So my yeah. attention span is a little bit stretched for for houses sometimes so a new build can be about two years from like initial design to when it's actually complete yeah um but most of the time it's kind of like a year uh whereas commercial it's a, like a lot quicker turnaround usually for the types of things that i do so i like that like quick pace and commercial um but 
residential, I do love. Like, I love the idea of, like, really having an impact on the way people live, um, yeah. you know, designing a space for everyone in the home. Um, like, for my own house, I have a little – there's a little spot for my husband uh, that is really important for us to have. It's his, like, heavy metal corner. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, I, like, I, I just think it's really – cool that I get to have like a little bit of a part of like people's everyday mm-hmm. um, and, you know, make their kitchen, you know, really efficient and a place that they love to entertain, that they love to eat. Um, you know, their bedroom is like a really like soothing sanctuary, um, places for the kids where they can just be kids and be messy and be crazy. Um, and just sort of thinking about like all the kind of materials that will hold up to like, you know, the types of families that I come across and, uh, um, so that gets me excited about designing homes is having like a little bit of help with sort of their everyday. And I feel uh, like, well, I would relate it to kind of working with real estate. I feel like working with families is a little bit more rewarding than when you're working with like a corporation or something. Like, yeah, you get to see all of your stuff on Instagram or other yeah. people reposting, which is cool. But like seeing a family when they see the final product or even like when they purchase a house and they're moving in, how much they love it when they love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Well, yeah. at the end, like, the, you know, they always know what I'm designing. So oh, okay. they, they know that they're going to love it when yeah. it's being built. Um, but yeah, I always do get nervous when finishes are going in and stuff. Cause it's like, Oh, is this going to like, yeah. I know it's going to look good, but I do, I always get nervous at the finishing stage. Yeah. Like, because you never know what might strike people the wrong way until yeah. it's in, right? It's one yeah. thing to see it trapped it up and see the sketches, but Yeah, absolutely. Um speaking of houses, what are I know painting is like the easiest thing to do to add value to a house for people that are in their current places. Um what are some other things homeowners can do if they want to spruce up their living space, whether they just want to get it kind of to a newer style or if they want to get it ready to sell? Um, well, ready to sell, like just sort of decluttering spaces, um, is a, is a main thing, but I also, I think people should, um, probably declutter the space on a regular basis, like every year, every two years to just sort of purge items that they don't use all the time or, um, you know, really organize each closet or each drawer, um, just so that, you know, your everyday living again is like really easy. Um, and then as far as like aesthetically, um, you know, you can switch up your furniture, even just sort of your accessories. So you can kind of clear out your, you know, pillows and rugs and get, you know, new ones even seasonally or every year. Um, you know, switch out your fall rug in the spring for a spring rug that's a little bit brighter and your pillows if you kind of keep your base furniture, like your larger items a little bit larger or, or sorry, um, more neutral then you can kind of switch out those accessories easily um and uh is you know without like full-on ripping out the floors changing all the doors changing all your cabinets things paint of course and then um drapes um you know can transform a window and uh but you have to hang them properly (laughs) and (laughs) i see a lot of drapes that are just hung incorrectly uh, how, how did jesse do <laughs> jesse did good jesse all right. did good you did good jesse get the yeah. thumbs up <laughs> yeah they could have gone to the floor but that's about it <laughs> okay that's all right yeah <laughs> and uh so um yeah what people can do um besides you know full-on renovating i think is just changing out their accessories switching out art you know if you uh if you like something really quirky and uh you like it like hang it up 
put it somewhere that uh, will make you happy and bring you joy in your home. So that's huge. Art is really big. And I know walking through a lot of houses in Kamloops, we don't really get a lot of art. I'm seeing it more and more as time goes on. But just having a couple funky pieces, Mm -hmm. it makes the room fun. Yeah, it does. Yeah. And so, you know, that's kind of what you want. You want people to feel intrigued and yeah, when they walk into a space, if it can kind of bring a little bit of focus but not take away from the entire room, yeah, it's nice. Even a well-placed plant can do a lot yeah. to a space. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. What uh, What do you see for 2021? What do you forecast in the future? Well, we're already kind of seeing um, like a trend towards more color in the home. Um you know, jewel tones are kind of having a moment, uh, sort of rust and burgundies and greens and blues and then um, darker colors. Um, you know, a couple of years ago, it was all about the white kitchen. Now it's sort of all about the black kitchen. Um, so I kind of see like more kind of adding uh, color into the home in 2021. And then um, also like warmer tones, browns and taupes are are kind of coming back into it. People want to feel comfortable in spaces. Um, they don't My, want it to feel sterile. And uh, um, I also think just the pandemic has made a lot of people focus on their houses. So I think, you know, the home office is going to become a major yeah. room in the house. Um, a gym is going to be more popular uh, for new builds or renovations. Um, outside spaces are going to be major because um you know places like vancouver i have friends that live in you know apartments down there and um when they were you know during the lockdown they're like i just need to get out and and, uh, they couldn't the same way yeah i think those are going to be the pandemic is has probably a a pretty lasting effect in the next coming years of what the home is going to evolve to Mm. yeah that's that's really interesting because i didn't really think about that but when you do mention it, it there are things like i know in in major cities you're seeing a lot of people shift out from living in apartments into like the suburbs one because they need the space mm-hmm. two because they're working from home yeah they don't need to be close to downtown anymore yeah exactly right? and yeah. even here we're seeing a lot of changes like you said i know of colleagues friends that are shifting home offices and dedicating space in their house and it's a major function for them right Mm -hmm. whereas in the past that was never really a thing yeah you could do your work on the dining room table um you know for a week or so but now like you could have a full-on you kind of need that space to have like everything organized and you know you can focus without you know your kids coming home at two o'clock and you're still working yeah (laughs) and they know like mom or dad's working right now stay out um that sort of thing Mm. yeah Lots of changes coming, lots of interesting stuff. Yeah. Um, I think on that note, we will wrap it up. And thank you so much for coming in, taking the time out of your busy day. I know things are kind of crazy these days, and I appreciate you coming on the show. Thank you for having me. No worries. Hopefully we can have you back. And when times change a little bit and uh, there's more to talk about. I think there's always more to talk about. I could talk about design for a long, long time. (laughs) And we will definitely have you back. (laughs) Yeah. Awesome. Thanks for tuning in today. If you like what you heard, show me some love on social media. If you know of anyone that we should feature here on the podcast, hit me up. Or if you know anybody that's looking to buy or sell real estate, drop my name.